welcome to the Destination Begin podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Smith. I've lost over 250 pounds. I've started my life over multiple times and managed to find humor, lessons, and joy in the process. And now I'm here sharing those stories with you. Thanks for joining me. Hi, hi. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. It is Sunday, February 28th, and it is another beautiful summer day here in Miami. I can't believe I get to say that. I say it all the time. Every day at the beach running workouts, I always, always mention the date and just say, you know, hey, it is February and you are working out in the sunshine and we are managing um, our breathing and our sweat rate because it's so hot. It's almost dangerous. And I think, whoa, so great. I love it so much. Um, there's not a whole lot new going on here, except uh, more friends in town. I have kind of told a lot of people in my life, hey, come down and see me in Miami. And a lot of people say, oh, yes, I will. And that's so great. And then they don't. And then a lot of people say, oh, that's so great. Yes, I will. Here's when I'm coming. So I've had a steady stream of people here. And I have a steady stream of people scheduled um, well into April, which I love um, because then I don't have to go anywhere and I still get to see people I love and care about. So this past week, my friend Liz was here. She's a coworker and friend. We had a lot of fun. She came to boot camp. Um, we went, did some shopping, some sightseeing. Some of my friends here in the building are super, super kind and um, took us both out to just show us around Miami. I have been here a few months and I know some things about Miami, but even I, I mean, have not had time to explore. Or it's just harder for me to go around because I don't know how it all is linked up. But um, it was really nice to get a little bit of a tour of some areas I hadn't seen and also to be able to kind of show her Miami. I picked her up at the airport and I had just gotten done with uh, boot camp and I was still wearing my workout clothes and it happened to be my hot pink outfit, which my neighbor, neighbor Dave, says I look like a highlighter and he's not wrong. But anyway, um, I went to pick her up and I had the top down on the convertible and as soon as I got to the airport where I was going to pick her up, I cranked Will Smith's Miami. So came roaring up there. With welcome to Miami blasting and I hopped out in my hot pink outfit and gave her the best Miami welcome I could possibly muster and um, she was appropriately amused. And then when we got back to my place, we had just a few minutes to change before my friend was going to take us out in his convertible. So a couple of hours later, Liz was in the back seat saying, you know, I've only been in Miami for a couple of hours and I've already been in two convertibles. So... That made me happy to be able to spoil her a little bit and just, I mean, it is. It's awesome to be in a convertible in Miami. Um, I'm really, really excited that I have a convertible in Miami. Uh, it definitely is a different experience than were I to be driving it right now in Minnesota. So Miami continues to be magical. Boot camp is growing. It's really, really fun. Um, on Saturday, we had 23 in class and it was just almost unmanageable as far as a group that size goes. So uh, we'll be making some changes, adding some classes. It's just blowing up. It's so amazing. And uh, meeting all kinds of really great new people. And I just, uh, I can't even, can't even tell you how much it means to me. And it's been really fun to see people find it, love it, and then come back day after day after day. And, you know, it's a, it's a free class. It's run on donations and there's no memberships. There's no obligation People can just come and go as they wish, and people are wishing to come. So I love that. 
Um, it's uh, been an interesting experience to see my family. I talked about that a little bit last time. I had gone and seen my parents while they were on the other side of the state. And then I had gone back and uh, saw them again. And I kind of realized, you know, I had had a little bit enough family time because typically I never would spend that many days in a row with my parents. You know, even if I lived in Minnesota, I was only seeing them every now and again. But this past week, my sister graciously decided to drive them from where they're staying on the other side of the state, drive them across to Miami so they could see where I live. And I never imagined that they would ever come here. It's not something that they would do to book a flight and fly here and stay or anything. They're just not, it's just not something that they would do. But seeing as it was just a three hour drive and my sister was willing to do the driving, they were excited to come. So I, of course, was very anxious about this based on how things had gone in the previous visits and just kind of I just felt a little bit um, vulnerable, I guess, to to just say, you know, this is where I live. This is my life. I want them to accept it and I want them to like it, even though it doesn't necessarily matter, of course. I just, you know, it was important to me. And so they came and we went to lunch and they saw my place and my parents went out to the ocean. My dad had never been to the Atlantic Ocean. And so he walked right out with his cane to the waves and stood there and the waves washed over his feet, soaked his shoes, soaked his socks, soaked his pant legs. My mom had a fit, but ultimately it was beautiful to see my 73-year-old dad with his feet in the water for the first time. I loved it. And uh, we were able to dry his shoes out a little bit. Neighbor Dave gave me a pair of socks for dad and it, it was fine and off they went. But really, really nice to have them in my space. Um, my my mom really hates Florida. She can't wait to get back home. She doesn't like the heat. So um, when my sister pulled up and I got into their car, the first thing my mom said was, it's really lovely, however, I don't want to live here. And I was like, well, then you, then you don't have to live here. Um, so then when we were at lunch, I, I really wanted to go to every table and say, that looks delicious, however, I don't want to eat it. <laughs> she didn't think that was funny, but I did. I sure, sure did. Anyway, so that was really, really nice. And so had a lot of people here and had a few days in between to get some work done. My day job is really, really busy. So that was crazy. And then uh, more friends came into town this weekend. And so it's, um, it's been really awesome and busy. So if you want to support this podcast, I just want to remind you there's three ways you can do it. Number one, you can go to anchor.fm and you can choose to be a supporter of this podcast with a monthly donation. And that's very kind of you. This podcast doesn't make me money. I don't um, get big sponsorship deals and it's just truly a labor of love and I love doing it. But if you want to give back, that's one way that you can. Number two you can purchase items from Built. So Built is a company that makes protein bars as well as really awesome products like Boost, which is um, a flavoring packet that goes into water and it has caffeine-free, has an energy boost. Also, they have immunity um, vitamins in the Built Boost Plus. So great products. The the Built Bars, if you've ever tried Built Bars, you probably have fallen in love with them. They have a texture that's different than other protein bars. They're a chewy, nougaty type of a of a texture. They taste more like a candy bar because it's real chocolate. And they have they have a lot of different varieties that have nuts, and then they have ones that don't have nuts. They're gluten free. Most of them, what I love is they're low calorie. So the ones without nuts, most of them are 130 calories, 
so you can get a cherry Garcia flavor. So it's cherry nougat covered in dark chocolate. It's amazing. They have um, ones with nuts. They have a German chocolate cake that's got coconut and nuts and chocolate. Amazing. Their most popular one with my friends is the cookies and cream, and that's it tastes exactly like what I just said. They also have some white chocolate flavors that pop up every once in a while and then sell out. They're amazing. Peanut butter. Um, they have a lemon almond cheesecake. They also have bites, so they're a half of a bar. So you can mix and match. You can get a, a mixed box. You get 18 in a box. Try them all. Um, I have a code. It's destination begin. It gets you 10% off. And often I'll post, they'll have flash sales where it's 20% off plus my code, et cetera, et cetera. So when you purchase from Built, um, I get a portion of that and I really appreciate it. And so that way you get something and also support this podcast. The last product that I support is called Smart Baking Company and they make a gluten-free baked good. So baked goods are really hard to come by when you're gluten-free unless you want to eat a 300 calorie item. And often they're full of sugar just because they're gluten-free. But Smart Baking Company, they have muffins and cupcakes that are moist and delicious. And I'm telling you, they're amazing. And they're certified gluten-free. Like they're, they don't mess around. And um, so they have muffins that are really big and filling in their 100 calories. And then they have cupcakes that are 36 or 38 calories each. And so you get to have two of those in a serving. And last time I talked about this, I did the math wrong and I'm sorry. And so adding 36 and 36 is real hard for me. So I'm not going to do it. Bottom line is they're low calorie and delicious. I have a code for them too that gets you 10% off. That code is destination underscore begin. Um, Check them out. They also have hamburger buns. If you're gluten-free and you miss having hamburger buns in your life, they have hamburger buns. So check them out. Those are your three ways that you can support this podcast. And I really, really appreciate it. So this week, I'm going to talk a little bit about what we want and what we're willing to do. Um, I have on my mirror in lipstick the words, are you willing? Question mark. And I ask myself that a lot because in our daily lives, we get tired, we get busy, and it's so easy to forget about the things that we want to do and the things that we set out to do and our goals. And so when we get tired... Uh, the first thing that we often do is find a reason not to actually do the thing. And sometimes we forget and then it gets late in the day. Like if we're going to work out, we forget and it gets late in the day and then we have to sacrifice something to get it in or change our schedule or something to that degree. And so that question, are you willing, is one that I ask myself a lot. Well, wow, it's eight o'clock. I haven't got my workout in. And now I'm going to have to do it in the living room. Now I'm going to have to do some extra working sets to get the same work. Or now it's really cold outside or now it's really hot outside and I still need to get that done. Or maybe I'm at a restaurant and they don't have anything that fits my goals and I'm going to have to eat something really boring. Well, are you willing? Are you willing? So I find that when I ask myself that question, my heart of hearts, my soul, almost 100% of the time says yes. Because the part of me that set a goal or decided to do something is my truest, deepest self. So when I ask my truest, deepest self, are you willing? The answer is yes. I bring this up in boot camp too. When something is burning, when we're staying on one leg for a really long time, when we're doing burpees and we're getting tired, just say, are you willing? Are you willing to endure this discomfort? Are you willing to put in the extra work? 
Um, and so many times we don't ask that question and then we want something and then we never follow through with it. What I have found is as a trainer, when people find out I'm a trainer, especially here, since I'm meeting so many people for the first time, it's a very common thing where people say, oh, hi, what's your name? Where are you from? What do you do? As soon as people find out that I am involved in fitness or a trainer in any way, shape or form, or if they find out that I'm a weight loss coach or I've lost a lot of weight, they all tell me what their workout is or the most common thing is, oh yeah, I used to be in shape, but then X, Y, Z happened. And now I'm not, but I I used to eat really healthy. And so anybody who's overweight or out of shape, it feels like that's a very common response to assure me that they didn't used to be out of shape. And I I find it curious because I don't look at people and line them up in my head as far as the in-shape ones or not. I don't think about it unless somebody asks me for help or I'm training someone, then I will assess, okay, what do we got to do here? So I find that really interesting. So people tell me their story of, you know, I used to be, very common right now is I used to be in shape and I was doing really well and then COVID happened and it was scary and depressing and I, you know, stopped going anywhere and it was just easier to watch movies with the family and order in food and sure enough, we all just gained weight. I mean, who wants to work out in their basement? Who wants to work out at home? I just couldn't do it. So that is a very common sentiment. I mean, lockdown, quarantine was incredibly difficult on everyone and certainly on routines and on healthy habits because I mean food and you know being sedentary those are comforting when you're stressed so here we are all in the middle of a you know lockdown it's never happened in most of our adult lives and we're at home and we can't go out anywhere so we can order food in and we can watch movies and we can comfort ourselves with at least at least the food tastes good at least this is fun so I hear that a lot. And then often it's followed up with, you know, I just, I want to get back on track. I don't want to go crazy. I I just want to ease back into it. What should I do? And there are some people who ask me and I tell them and then they go and do it. Uh, Most people ask me and I tell them, or I just give them ideas. I don't tell anyone what to do. And most people don't do it. And um, typically my advice is never super complex because weight loss, weight management, getting in shape is not super complex. It becomes complex when you're in a hurry. So if you want to lose a lot of weight quickly, then yeah, you're going to have to do some drastic modifications to what you're eating. If you want to lose a healthy amount of weight slowly over time, you can make changes slowly over time. It just depends on your goals. Same with getting in shape. You're not going to go from being completely um, deconditioned to conditioned overnight, it's going to take time and it's going to take a lot of workouts where you see no results but are very sore before you see results and stop being sore. So I give out you know, information advice when I'm asked, um, but it's very rare that anybody circles back and says, I did what you said. Here's what happened. If that's true for you and you're listening, please tell me because it's very rare that I get that kind of response and I would love to know who has done things that we've talked about and have seen results. But it just seems like, um, like all people, we all are the same. (laughs) And that way is we have best intentions and that implementing often is where we just completely drop the the ball. So if if it's you that is finding yourself uh, deconditioned and overweight and you want to change it, I just want to encourage you to just start with that question, am I willing Am I willing to change something? 
And then follow it up with, what am I willing to change? Am I willing to change my time I wake up? Am I willing to change how I eat my meals? Am I willing to change my routine? Am I willing to do a boring workout in my basement? Am I willing to do a Zoom workout? Am I willing to go to a gym right now? A lot of people won't go to a gym because of COVID. So you just have to ask yourself what you're willing to do. And then do it. My friend is in town who um, a couple years ago had said, hey, I want to get better abs. I used to have really strong core. I used to have a six-pack. I want to get better abs. So I said, well, here's an ab routine. This is the ab routine I do every day. Um, it's still the ab routine I use in boot camp. It's, uh, it's, just, it's called Destination Abs, and it's on my Instagram. And so, so just start out with 10 a day and work your way up. And ever since then... Um, every single day, for the most part, he's done the ab routine and gotten up to, I think he's doing 40 reps a day, so 400 reps. And it didn't happen overnight, but he's got a pretty ripped physique, um, pretty strong core. Now that routine is not obviously going to get anybody in perfect shape, but here's somebody who wanted better abs, and I said, well, here's a way to do it, and then they did it. And it's not magic, but it is actually very rare. Same thing happened. Um, Yeah, you know, I do my abs, but I feel like I need to do more. What should I do? Well, why don't you throw in push-ups and then he has a pull-up bar. Pull-ups and push-ups. You know, make some working sets, you know, 10 of each. Alternate. um, Have some fun with it. Just burn it out. Push-ups, pull-ups, and an ab routine. You know, it's the basics. And so off he went. Just started doing it. And pretty soon more and more, was able to do more and more volume, and and now this person uh, has developed shoulders and biceps and strong chest and looks like he's in shape because he is in shape. This was not rocket science. This was not hard. This has not been a formulaic, crazy workout regime. This is someone who said, yeah, I want to I wanna look better. I'm willing, willing to do some stuff. He was not willing to join a gym. He was not willing to go get a trainer. He was not willing to do all these things that would have you know, been fun and great too. But he was willing to work. And so I said, do these things. And then he did. And then he got results. And people get so curious about that and say, well, how, how did you do it? It can't be that easy. It is that easy. The idea is easy. It's not easy to do. It's not easy every single day for him to do push-ups, pull-ups, and sit-ups. Some days you don't want to. Some days you're on vacation. Some days it doesn't feel good. But every day, are you willing? Yes, I'm willing today. And when you do basic body weight movements consistently over time, you're going to see a noticeable change in your body. Now, if you're training for a bodybuilding show, those movements are not going to be enough, obviously. But the average person walking around who just wants to be more muscular and lean and is also eating clean and you know not eating pizza and donuts after that little workout, you're going to see changes in your body. So it's kind of like this big aha of here's somebody who wanted to make a change, asked how, and then did it. And it's amazing how quickly that happens when you decide that you're willing to do the thing. If you're going to ask for advice, you need to find out first if you're willing to take that advice. Um, But the power of time passing anyway, and your consistency, you're going to be able to change your physique and change your fitness level just by doing those basic movements 
consistently. So along the theme of are you willing, I'm doing something really fun. It's fun and it's really hard and I've talked about it a little bit here, but if you follow me on Instagram, you know I'm doing this. It's a physique competition. I'm doing a bikini competition. So bodybuilding, there's lots of different categories. There's heavyweight, there's physique, there's figure, there's wellness, and then there's bikini. And bikini is the smallest division and so you develop your muscles but you get really lean and you're judged basically on shoulder um, development compared to like waist ratio and then your glutes. Um, I have terrible glutes, so it's kind of a disaster. But um, I, I've always wanted to do one of these. Once I had gotten into decent shape, I thought, you know, it'd be really fun to do one, but it's really hard. And of course, Amanda, my friend Amanda loves to do hard things and she loves to do hard things um, with her friends. And so we talked about it a couple of years ago And we decided against it because when you're training to do a bodybuilding competition, you have to be very precise on your workouts. So your lifts and your cardio and your diet, they're all tuned, finely tuned, so that you're getting good results and you can't just willy-nilly go do whatever you want. You can't say, I want to run for seven miles today because I feel like it. You have to follow a plan. And sometimes you don't get to do a lot of cardio. And Amanda and I love our cardio. We just... We love cardio. So at that time, we decided not to do it. We wanted to continue our our fun life of hiking and biking and doing F45 and whatever we wanted. But this year, I can't remember what spurred the conversation, but we started talking about it again and decided to do it. I had a friend who was training for her first bikini show. She looked great. She was getting amazing results. And I thought, you know, I'm going to talk to her. And she was very encouraging. Um, She said she was gonna do it and told me when her show was and I decided to go and watch and in the meantime hire her coach to just start getting me into shape and at the same time Amanda decided to do the same thing just start getting into shape just start lifting heavier and see what would happen and then decide so we went and watched Kirsten at her show and the show featured a pro level bikini competition at the beginning so all these women who've won their amateur level regional bikini competition shows they become pro and then they compete nationally against each other and they're just amazing they're beautiful they're ripped they're amazing and so i watch all these women come out in these sparkly jeweled bikinis with sky high heels and long beautiful hair and spray tans and jewels and it was just this display of powerful femininity and i wanted it so bad And uh, Amanda and I just looked at each other like, all right, I think we're doing this. And immediately just got terrified, which meant it was the right thing to do. So since then, that was in October, I've been working toward this goal. Didn't know when we would do a show, but we knew we wanted to do a show before summer so we could get back to doing all of those cardio-based things that we like to do. So we just started training with the idea that we'd be doing a show in spring or summer. So it involved getting a coach and following a plan, lifting every single day, following a really strict diet as far as you know, macro counting and calorie counting. And to really start something like that without seeing any results for a while was tough because the idea wasn't to lose a bunch of weight. The idea was to start building muscle and training muscle for fat. So when I moved down to Miami, um, I had a pretty strict lifting schedule and um, the gym here was only open eight to eight. And uh, so I just basically worked glutes and shoulders every other day with dumbbells in my apartment, and I really, really hated it. 
I really hated it. I struggled with the diet. I struggled with all of it because I hated it. And um, I just wasn't getting, I was getting results to a degree, but it was just monotonous and, and I just, I hated it. But kept going with it and because I was willing. I was willing to deal with how much I hated it in order to eventually get to a stage. So that's when I really wrote the, are you willing on the mirror? And then bikini or bust. <laughs> and so Amanda was in Minnesota training with a, a coach and she decided to enter the figure division, which is one level of muscularity above bikini, I believe it is. Um, she's always had, she loves lifting heavy. She has a lot more muscle mass than I do and she's stronger. So it made sense for her to continue to build and while I could have gone either way, if I'd really wanted to go figure, I could have just really, really started to add muscle. I didn't want to. <laughs> I would rather diet down and get smaller and have smaller muscles. And, and you know, okay, I used to be 400 pounds. The idea of being in a bikini competition, I mean, that's about as yin-yang as you can get. That's about as, you know, opposite. And so that was appealing to me. So we are both training, but training concurrently. Always knew that we were going to do the same show, but in a different category, which has been really good because we're learning different things and we can help keep each other accountable, but we're not exactly doing the same thing and we won't be competing against each other. So um, after the first of the year, I really started to hate it. <laughs> I really, really started to hate it and um, I was... I was back in Minnesota and I went and did a workout with Amanda with her coach and I just fell in love with his style. He's um he's just very soft spoken, very encouraging and he's done a lot of shows and he just knows his stuff. And the way that he talked to us and approached us was just it just resonated with me. And so I decided to change coaches, which was hard. Number 1 because I prepaid my first coach for a whole year. And there's no refund policy. So if I left that coach, I was just out the money and I'd have to pay the new coach. But it came down to, I want to enjoy this experience. And if I stick with what I'm doing, I'm going to hate it. And it's going to be a bad experience because I, I hate it. I don't like any of, I don't like the style. I don't like the way, I don't like the way that the, tr the training program is being done. And there's nothing wrong with it. The, um, my old coach has tons of successful clients. They're terrific people, terrific team. Um, it just doesn't work for me. So that's a big key. I don't know if there's anybody listening here who's done shows or going to do shows or just in general with coaches. If someone's style just doesn't work for you, it doesn't mean that anybody's doing anything wrong necessarily, but we're all such different people and we all have different ways of approaching hard things. It's important to know that you just need to find a style that works for you. And I think about this too as I'm training clients as a personal trainer. I'm always I'm always going to say to them, if you don't like my style and I don't work for you, please tell me. We don't need to work together. You can find a trainer that you do love that works for you. My style is my style and that's how it is. So all that to say, I switched coaches and I immediately fell in love with the process. I mean, fell in love. I love this so much. I had said I was only going to do one show, and I already know that that is a complete and utter fallacy. Um, I'm not telling anyone sh it's a secret, but I feel like this is something I'm going to do for a while. I love it. I love the grind. I love how hard it is. I love how disciplined I have to be, and I love the growth in my own heart and soul. 
it is a experience that I absolutely underestimated. It's not about lifting weights and doing cardio and counting macros. It's about the conversations that happen in my head. It's about those moments when I don't want to and I have to ask myself, am I willing? It's the times when I go to the gym and I'm really tired and I'm lifting and I burst into tears and I lift more weights anyway. Or the days when I burst into tears and I say, you know what? I can pick this up tomorrow. And I've had to learn when to give myself grace, when to push myself and how to know the difference. And that's something that I have never, I've never had to do so consistently. It's a long prep. I started official prep at the beginning of the year and our show is May 8th. So it's about 20 weeks. And obviously it starts off at one level and intensifies, you know, over the course of those 20 weeks, but it's, it's an absolute grind that requires continual effort to keep the right mindset to learn how to talk to and encourage and motivate your own soul and heart. And it's so personal. Um, Amanda and I are doing this together, but our experiences have been so different on any given day. And then we've we've had to face our old demons. Um, we're both former obese women. And to not be able to comfort with food in order to be a healthy weight is one thing. But to not be able to comfort with food at all because there is no margin for it is quite another. And I do want to just say the diet and lifting and all of these things we're doing is not for the average walking around lifestyle. This is not something that's sustainable. You couldn't be on a prep diet for the rest of your life. It's meant to be for a period of time to gain an aesthetic look. And some people um, disagree with it completely. Some people love it. It's a personal decision. And... um, being this hyper vigilant with with diet and exercise is no way to live. But knowing it's for a period of time and it's for a goal, it's a powerfully intuitive, unintuitive, disastrous, beautiful process. That's the only way I can say it. It's like one day I'm I'm loving it, I'm feeling good, I'm feeling strong, and then six hours later I feel like I'm never going to get there. I have lost all momentum. I'm just absolutely going backwards and this is stupid and my body will never look good. And, and it's just back and forth, back and forth. And that is why having a coach like mine is so incredibly important. I can text him and say, I'm feeling this, I'm feeling that. He knows exactly what to say. He knows exactly where to turn my thoughts. And he knows exactly when to say, you need a carb day. Go ahead and have a cheat meal. <laughs> I like when he says that. That's some of my favorite words. But so it's really, um, it's really been great. And um, so the, the show is May 8th. I have a, a posing suit. So it's a, it's a bikini that mirrors what the competition suit that I'll wear in the show looks like. It's made of um, really beautiful material. Eventually the actual show suit will be covered in rhinestones. This one is not. But the connectors on the bra top and the bottom part, they're all jewels and they're beautiful and sparkly, and the suit is pink. And so I put that on, and I just, like, I lose my mind. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to wear a beautiful, sparkly, bathing suit in public on a stage. I'm so excited. And you also have to wear really tall, clear shoes. And then day of the show, you get a spray tan, and you need to get hair extensions, and wear lots of jewels, and you're supposed to look just super feminine and beautiful, as well as incredibly conditioned, lean, and muscular. So that's the goal. And um, 
just recently, a couple weeks ago, had been doing everything I was supposed to be doing. And the scale stopped moving because I'm tracking weight. And, you know, obviously there's a certain weight that you kind of aim for, for show. And I wasn't losing any weight. And I was getting tireder and tireder. And that's one of those times where I said to my coach, I, I don't know what to do. I'm so tired and I am hungry and I'm the, the scale is going up. And the interesting thing about this process is there's a lot of science involved that I don't understand. But, you know, cortisol is a stress hormone that definitely impedes weight loss, triggers inflammation. Your body holds on to water. And um, when you're not eating carbs or fat to the degree that you normally would, your body is having to burn fat off your body, which is, you know, you don't feel that great when your body's burning fat to that degree. So my coach, you need to eat a bowl of carbs and go to bed and get some sleep. And so it's crazy. I ate this giant bowl of oatmeal. So good. And then I went to bed. And in the night, I got rid of a lot of water. I lost about six pounds of water. My body was just holding on to water. So it's crazy stuff like that. And I don't really understand all the science, but basically there's a lot of water retention and then a lot of water releasing and Anyway, all of that to say, it's really cool. But it's pushed me. It's really pushed me to step outside of my comfort zone in a whole new way. I had to get a posing coach. And so part of the show is you walk out on stage and you have to hit certain poses to be judged. And you have to link those together into a posing routine. And it's really hard, you guys. It is so hard. It doesn't look hard, but your muscles are strained and you're twisting really exaggeratedly and it doesn't look it to the naked eye, but it feels it on your body. I was so sore after one posing coaching session. It was ridiculous. Um, So practicing that every day in the heels, in the bathing suit, and then knowing I have to show off my body in a tiny bikini on stage in public. So am I willing to put the sticker bar down? Yes, I am because it's all going on the line. And when I get up there on the stage, I don't want to say, wow, I would have looked a little better if I had just not stopped at McDonald's those 10 times. You know, I want to get there knowing that I did all the things that I needed to do, that I followed the plan, and then I'm bringing the best package that I can. And so it's a whole other level of just discipline. And like I said, that mental conversation of what do I want and what am I willing to do to get it? Um... I'm hungry a lot, not like starving hungry, but more like a little physically hungry and then mentally you're hungry. You just want to eat. And so having to face all the times that I normally boredom eat that I would have said, I kind of beat the boredom eating thing. No. Now that everything is logged and counted, I'm realizing how much fluff there was in my diet. Not to mention how many calories sneak in from sauces, condiments, syrups, almond milk. I never used to log my almond milk because it's so inconsequential. But then I realized how much almond milk I drink in a day. And it's, you know, 150 calories sometimes. Well, when you're being really strict and you want to know exactly what your body is doing and what it's burning, that's 150 calories you need to track. And it's a level of scrutiny that's just crazy. And again, I wouldn't wouldn't say that anybody needs to do that to that degree to just walk around and be fit and healthy, but it's a reminder that everything does have calories. And if you are on a weight loss journey and it stalls out, I recommend take a week, cut out sauces, condiments, syrups, creamers, all that extra stuff. Just cut it out. Just spend a week not putting cream in your coffee. Um, spend a week not putting sauces and condiments on things. See what happens. 
it's amazing how many hidden calories there are in those things. Even if they say that they don't have many calories or you know, if you're weighing out with a measuring cup, that's another thing. Get a food scale, everyone, because I test it all the time now. I'll look at a package. It'll say the nutritional information for half a cup. So I'll measure that half cup out and put it on the food scale. And it's just ridiculous how off it is because the package will show you the grams or the milliliters or the ounces. And that's truly what a serving is. And so to see a half cup A is way more than the grams on the container. And so therefore, you're often eating way more calories than you would even imagine. And you think you're weighing and measuring, or you think you're measuring. So weigh your food, weigh your sauces, weigh every little thing. Again, if, you don't, if you're not trying to get over a plateau or be on stage, you don't need to be that crazy. But so many people, they stall out and they don't understand. They're doing everything right, but they can't seem to just get over a hump. That is a hump buster. Weigh all the things count all the things, log all the things, and find out where those calories are coming from. Because if you're in a calorie deficit, a true calorie deficit, you should be losing weight because it's science. And so I've gotten stuck with this too, where I think I'm doing everything right and I'm eating like next to nothing. And yet I'm gaining weight. No, usually there was stuff sneaking in there that I didn't know about. So Um, I was talking about this to my friend Oscar, and he recommended the book, The Alter Ego Effect. And I took a listen to that, and that was really, really helpful because he basically is a coach who helps people create an alter ego so that they can go and do things that they would say otherwise was not something in their realm of capability. He uses the example of Beyonce because she had the alter ego Sasha, Sasha Fierce. And that was developed basically because she was a church girl singing in church and she didn't know how to go out and connect with the sexy, crazy, free singer that she really is known for. So she created that alter ego and she gave it a name, Sasha Fierce. And when she's Sasha Fierce, she can do all the things that we know Beyonce to do. And that book just, boom, opened my eyes. They also asked the question, who is the alter ego, Clark Kent or Superman is Superman the alter ego of Clark Kent? Or is Clark Kent the, the alter ego of Superman? Which is it? Who are you really? I actually think that none of us really know. We fall into a role, we step into a role, and it becomes comfortable. But what if we're destined to and we're actually better at something completely different, but we're scared? Creating an alter ego gives us the courage to say, well, Kristen can't do this. Kristen's an accountant. But you know, maybe KC can go out and lead a fitness class. Um, you know, maybe maybe Brittany, which is my stage alter ego, because um, I think of Britney Spears. Maybe Brittany can go strutter stuff in a bikini on a competitive stage. Kristen can't. Kristen is a cult church, formerly fat, backward, socially awkward, introverted accountant. Yes, I am actually all of those things. Some of you go like, no, you're not. Yes. That is who I, uh, that's who I can be. But maybe all of that is a cover for the bikini competition star that I'm about to be. Star, that's hilarious. That just came out of my mouth. Not star, uh, participant. I'm not that crazy. I'm not going to be a star. I'm not going to win. But um, anyway, it just opened my eyes to this idea of I can be whatever I want. And what I am right now might not even be close to what I'm going to be. I might look back at this and say, well, remember when you thought that all there was for you was 
being an accountant and a fitness instructor and a personal trainer. I love my life. I feel like I have everything I could ever want. But I don't know. I need to continue to reach and stretch and grow and identify things that light me up and find out all of who I am, not just the roles that I've already grabbed. I posted on uh, Instagram today a a triple side-by-side of me as an accountant, me as a fitness instructor, and me practicing my posing in my bikini. And I I could have put 25 in a row. And it, it just made me realize I have been many different people in my adult life. And there's so many other roles that I am sure that I'm going to fill. And it's just a matter of imagination. Who am I going to be? What am I going to do? Well, if I can think it, I can probably do it. So very exciting way to look at it. So that show is about 70 days out. And um, my diet is really locked down. I'm eating about 1,400 calories. Uh, Don't copy this, by the way. Uh, We're all different depending on your body type. And we've been honing this in. But um, eating a lot of protein, very little fat and carbs right now. Um, Not doing much cardio. Doing a lot of walks. And um, not getting the heart rate up super high, plus lifting. So uh, my muscles are changing. My body is changing. It's just, I look in the mirror and I'm just like, what? Who even is that? It's so crazy. It's awesome. It's beautiful and, and awesome and terrifying and cool all at the same time. So I will keep you posted on that. But it's basically just the culmination of this idea of are you willing? Are you willing to... Step out of your comfort zone. Are you willing to entertain the idea of being someone else? Are you then willing to follow the steps that are required of you to get what you want? I was at breakfast today with my friends that are in town. And the menu had really amazing, beautiful, delicious foods on it that were healthy, organic, you know, cooked really cleanly. And they didn't fit my plan. And so here's a situation where there's nothing wrong with those foods. And on any normal day, I would eat them and feel good about them. But I am on a very specific plan, and I agreed to be on this plan. And it doesn't allow for those certain foods. And I had to again ask myself, am I willing to sit here and eat something that other people can have, that I could normally have, and just sit here and order something really strange, according to everyone else, in order to stick to my plan? Am I willing yeah, I'm willing. And then there have been times where I have been willing, but also been like, kind of screw it in my head. I've not been perfect on this prep. I have had moments where I just didn't care in that moment. I just wanted to grab the thing. And then I did. And then later I'm like, why did I do that? Well, why do we ever do things that we don't want to do? Um, it happens It happens to all of us. It happens um, sometimes more often than we're willing to admit. But that's where then you have the opportunity to show yourself grace and say, all right, I know how to recover from this. This isn't the end of the world, but it's not going to happen again because it feels like crap to really just say, I don't care when really I do care. So that is, uh, that's how it's going. And uh, I'm excited to continue to share the journey and the things I'm learning. If you have questions about this particular thing, uh, reach out to me. I'd love to chat with you. If you're in Minnesota, and actually if you're anywhere, uh, my coach Lee is amazing. And he is uh, prepping both Amanda and I, and he has some other clients. So if you need a lead on a really good coach for a competition, I can uh, hook you up with him. And also, if you've ever thought about doing a competition, do it. 
I had people say this to me many times and I thought, no, 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 no. And, and I truly wasn't ready. But if it's something that your heart wants to do and you just want to see how it goes and try it out and, and, and run with it and you're willing to do some hard work and really grind for a long time, you should do it. I haven't hit a stage yet and it doesn't even matter. I'm so glad I'm doing this. It kind of reminds me of training for a marathon. The, the whole point of a marathon training plan is not the day of. Um, the day of is a victory lap. The training, completing the training is the whole point. And that is how this feels too. That stage is going to be a victory lap of everything that I've learned, everything I've done, all the sacrifices I've made. And I'm really, really excited. I want to finish up today with this thought that my friend Oscar shared with me that has been rocking my world. One day we were just talking about the experience of sitting at the ocean and how connected we both feel to the water and the, the air and the universe. And I know I've said it before, but I use the word universe kind of in, in the same way that I would say God, or you might say God. Universe works for me because of my complicated past with religion and faith and so um, when I say universe, I basically mean the life force that is out there. And um, he just said, uh, you know, we're really powerful as people because we can create and we can make things come to pass. We can manifest things. And that's a little bit of, a, of an abstract term that I don't understand completely, but I've been seeing it happen, that I am manifesting my reality and when I am going after something, it is happening. And so you could say that's manifesting. You could say it's hard work, whatever you want. But he said this, he, and he was quoting someone else. He said, we need to stop praying to God and pray as gods. And I, I wasn't sure how I felt about that because it felt a little blasphemous to consider myself a God because I think of God as in like the God deity. But he wasn't saying that. He was saying we are praying as, as gods, as a God as powerful. And so because I didn't really know how I felt about it, I didn't process it fully. And I just started kind of chewing on that idea. And, and it would come to mind so often. Number one, when I go out to the beach and I get ready to run a boot camp, I, I often go out there and I'm exhausted and I'm tired and I, I don't feel like I have anything to offer. But I've learned that when I go out there, I set up, I walk out toward the water and I just start breathing in the air and looking at the sunrise. And I ask, my heart asks, what can I give? And my heart starts to pray, give me something to say. Give me the right words to love on these people, to inspire them so that they leave empowered, so they leave fed, so that this space is honored. And I, that's, I mean, I always pray. I go out there. I offer myself in that space to whoever shows up. I offer everything that I have. And when I don't feel like I have anything, I get something. When I stand at that water and I, my heart turns upward and outward to say, I'm a vessel, it never fails. I'm filled and then I'm able to offer and give. And so now when I go to the beach, this idea of don't pray to God, pray as God. So then it turns into... It's different from give me something to say, to say, I have something to say. What, what, what can I say? And it comes to me. 
the things that I have learned in a workout situation, the things I have learned when I have been tired, the things that have lifted me up. I have so much in my heart and soul that others have deposited in me and that life has given me that I don't need to ask, oh, some magical, mystical universe needs to give me something to say. It's already within me. I just have to be willing and open to look inward and start rifling through all the goodness and beauty that has already been given to me. And when I say, you know, bless these hearts, well, I should bless these hearts. How can I bless these hearts? And it's absolutely transformed everything. I I say that every week on this podcast because lately things have been changing and growing and developing so much, but these powerful nuggets that have been coming my way through the people I'm finding and the situations I'm in and the books I'm reading have been just one right after the other changing everything about how I think and how I behave. And it's only just begun. But to think about praying and then thinking, now what can I do to make that happen? And then eventually eliminating the step of the praying and simply doing to say, you know, man, bless this person. Okay. And then you action verb, bless this person. Or, you know, let them find something to feed their soul. In me, let me give them something. I will give them something. You know, I hope that they feel loved. I will love them. I will see them. I will speak life to them. It changes this wishing feeling of a prayer into a, I will execute what I want for them. I will offer what I have. And it's, it's a different way of praying. It's a powerful way of praying. It gives me power. It puts me in control to say, I don't have to hope that something good happens. I don't have to hope that this meets needs. I can do it. I am here, therefore I am able. I'm here and I'm willing, therefore it will be. And so instead of hoping and waiting to see what happens, to actually grab the energy, grab the power and say, I will take what I have and I will give it. When I walk into the package room and I see Eric, the package room guy, and I, I want to make his day. I, I want to make his day. He sits in a dark office all day and I, you know, everybody comes in there. I have a package all day. I walk in there. I want to make his day. He's a beautiful soul. So instead of saying, oh, I hope Eric has a good day and people are good to him, God, please let people treat him with respect. No, I will go in there. I will find something to say to love on this man. I will find something to compliment. I will find a way to bring a smile to his face. I will bless this man. I will not leave it up to someone else in some other way. I will do it. And actually, I told Eric, the package man, this. The package room guy, Eric, is also a pastor. And on Saturday nights, I almost always go in there and ask him what his sermon's going to be on Sundays because I'm curious and he's a really smart, lovely man. And he said uh, that his sermon this week was, it will come to pass that when we pray to God, then we're responsible to go and do. And I just stared at him. I'm like, oh my goodness. That's like exactly what I've been learning all week. So all that to say, the universe is echoing (laughs) this sentiment. So I encourage you, when you pray, if you're a praying person, to take everything that you're asking for and put it on yourself and say, how can I make this happen? If you're like, keep my child safe, how can you keep your child safe? You can teach your child. You can make sure they've got tools, that they're, that they're smart, that they're equipped, that they understand right from wrong. You can keep them safe. You, you want good things to happen to someone. You want a new job. You want something out there. What can you do 
to make it happen because you are full of the spirit of the universe or God, whatever you want to call it. Therefore, you are powerful and you have the power to take action and make these things happen that your heart craves. And I know you might have a billion ways to argue this, like how dare I? I'm not I'm not taking away the deity of God if you believe in God and the deity of God. I'm not saying I am God and that, you know, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying <laughs> that it's changed my mind. It's changed my heart and it's empowered me to do and give more and to to turn my my eyes into my own soul and find what's there. There's so much goodness in my soul that I have been given by other people's souls that they didn't wait for God to miraculously bless me or speak truth to me. They spoke truth to me. So they did what I'm talking about. And now I have it. And now I can pull it out and give it to someone else. I can remind someone, you know what? Your inner child never grew up. You, the most important relationship in your life is the one you have with yourself. You deserve your own love and affection. Everything that you need is inside of you. You are flawless in this moment. You have everything that you need to go and do this day. I can empower people because guess what? Someone has said all of those things to me in the moments I needed them. And I've pulled on those to go and get through difficult things, to achieve new things, to take on new responsibilities, to give love. So I can pull all that out and give it to other people. So instead of praying to God that people get what they need, I can pray as a God that I will give them what I can to meet their needs. It's so empowering. It's so beautiful. So I'm ending this episode with that empowering message. I want you to turn your heart inward when you pray and search for all the goodness that you have and find a way to make those prayers a reality through the hands and the heart of you. that's all I have for you today in this episode. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for sharing this podcast and these episodes that you love. Thank you for sharing them directly with your friends, with your social media. It means the world to me when I see online that you've shared this podcast. The best way for you to share it honestly is to send a link directly to somebody that you think would get something out of this podcast because saying, Hey, I have a podcast for you is great, but sending a link where they just have to click is much more powerful and makes it easier on them. So send them a link. You can do that through iTunes, through Spotify, through Anchor. It's really easy. Also, if you could let me know, I would just love to hear from you. I'd love to hear what you learned or what you felt when you were listening to this episode or any of my episodes. You can find me on Instagram. I'm destination underscore begin. Send me a message there or leave a comment. You can also leave a review on iTunes. Leave a five-star review would be so great. Um, And you can also email me, Kristen at destinationbegin.com.